Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. We, uh, we skipped a week last week because you had a bunch of family in town. Yes, I yeah. have a, my oldest son got married. Yeah, and it was a great wedding. Yes. Only 120 degrees outside. Yes. It was the, as I mentioned earlier, it was the hottest day in three years here in Tucson, Arizona <laughs> for our outdoor wedding. And it was an outdoor wedding on the roof, no less. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, Some, it was a nice Something wedding. to talk about. It was a nice wedding, and the food was good, too, as yeah. I mentioned here before we got on here. All right. Well, he's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Thanks for being with us. We are a tech company that works with churches. We are called JSL Solutions. We have streamingchurch.tv. We have churchapplive.com. We have uh, myflock.com. And we actually have another product called greeter.church. And we'll, if we have time, we'll talk about those later. All right. Because what you want to hear today is how to grow your church in the summertime. Yes. Summer's uh, summer's typically a downtime for churches because people are going on vacation and it, it can be it, yes. it can be and it usually is and and here's my point uh, it is possible I think to at least maintain or maybe even grow a little bit uh, if you just put some some thought into it which we're going to talk about right. here and and some ideas but I really think it's possible to have a good experience in the summer. And I think it's all kind of in your head. Uh, and rightly so. I mean, summer is a good time to take vacation. If you're in ministry, those kind of things, but you can still reach people and we'll get into that in a little bit. Yes. All right. So, uh, so one quick fact we have in our notes here, 36 million Americans move every year, 36 million Americans move uh, every year, which is pretty amazing. And summer is typically a moving season. Yes. Uh, because, you know, you got new families and, and they want to kind of do it while school's breaking. Right. And we did that ourselves when we actually moved back here to Tucson. We yeah. picked the summer to move. Yeah. And, yeah, I think most people would. If you're going to move, you say, well, when are we going to do this? Oh, let's yeah. plan it for when. Yeah, especially. Johnny's if, out of school. Right. And, uh and here's the deal. So new families are moving into your community in the summer, and many of them are looking for a church. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. You know, it's a good opportunity to try to reach some people. And, and as you and I have both been working in churches for many, many years, either as volunteers or staff, uh, you know, we see people come in the summer. We see new people come all the time. Uh, I've got people, you know, already coming to my church. You know, it's their first time, and it's summertime. So they mm-hmm. show up. People do come. So, Especially uh, if you have a... Well, we we have the opposite effect here in Tucson. We we lose people in yeah. in the winter, or no, we gain people in the gain, winter, and we lose right. people in the summer that have vacation homes and that sort of thing. Right. But a lot of you know other parts of the country, they'll there may be a time when they've got a lot of new people, not only moving but also just right. coming to coming to their summer retreat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right, so six practical things here you can do to possibly help your church grow this summer. Yes. So number one on our list. <laughs> well, so we talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this plan. All right. Now I know this is kind of goes without saying, but I really think that uh, 
You know, you keep you need to keep in mind uh, that every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. And then the other thing that we'd say about our church is, is never waste a Sunday. Don't waste a Sunday experience. And so uh, you just never know who's going to show up. And so there needs to be an expectation built into everybody that's involved in the church, volunteers as well as staff, that, you know what, there's going to be people coming and there's going to be a lot of new people coming. And so, you know, we need to really put in some thought, some effort into planning what we've got going on. Right. You know, uh, there's um, what, what kind of came to light for me. We were um, focusing on uh, the online church thing, and we, we, I was going through and updating um, one of our reports, our attendance detail reports, to flag uh, the number of first-timers that are coming online for the first right. time. And I was very pleasantly surprised with the number of first-timers mm-hmm. that are attending online. It was, yeah. just, it was very surprising. I was thinking, oh, there'd be 10%. Yeah. First timers, but online the the number of first timers on online is is much higher. Yeah, it, it really is. So there's people. Doesn't matter what time of the year it is, and I think psychologically we have this thing in our brains. It's summertime, so let's just kick it into auto drive or whatever. And, yeah, everyone's and, going uh, on vacation. Let's yeah. go on vacation. And, and I think you know, again, I'm not I'm not against vacations. I think you need to take vacations. But I, I think that you know, if when you, if you're as a as a pastor is going on vacation, it doesn't mean everything just quits. You know, uh, delegate some things to some other people that you can rely on and trust. So anyhow, our first point is plan. Uh, plant, maybe plan some new things. Try them out in the summertime, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, gifts f- for first-timers, for visitors, uh, material. Or take a, a series theme that has worked mm-hmm. really well mm-hmm. during the year and yeah. plan it for the summer. Yeah. I, I uh, So my church has done this thing called At the Movies. Your church has done it. Probably a lot of churches. Yeah, a lot movie. of them. Actually, I found out that... Uh, the history, our church is relatively new, but but its history goes back a long ways, and they were doing it in the 90s uh, before a lot of people were. So, so what what is At the Movies for those so that haven't done it? At the Movies is, you know, generally when you when you get up and you talk and you do a sermon or a message, you will get up and talk, and then you'll usually use some kind of an illustration, maybe from the scripture. Most people will use some scripture. Some people will use other things to illustrate their point. Well, at the movies, at least the way we do it, is we use a, a clip, a movie clip. We take a whole movie for the, we for take that the whole Sunday's message. Yeah. So, so I realize a lot, of, a lot of guys are now using movie clips. We've been doing it for years. You, know, you guys have too, where you just take a random, not a random clip, but a clip that illustrates your point. Well, well at the movies, is, it's, it's, it's centered on one specific movie. Yes. So you might have seven or eight I think that's a lot, but but maybe six or seven clips, and it's you know it's from the same movie, but it's illustrating a point. Yeah, some biblical principle that mm-hmm. a lot of times you look at it and go, "Well, how am I going to get anything out of that movie?" But right. there's several biblical points you can take. There's by. always there's always some really Just, good wisdom. Yes, that you can get in, in a, I mean, even comedies. You know, so we always did this in the, our church. Would do it in December. And they wouldn't always do Christmas movies either. They would just do it in December. Sometimes they did Christmas, sometimes they didn't Christmas movies. But but I suggested, and I've been working on this for like three years now, let's do it in the summer as well as December. Mm-hmm. It took a while, but I finally got my agenda pushed through, and we're doing it now during yeah, the summer it's, months. It's now, your pop- church did yeah. it in the summer all the time. It's a popular series. Mainly yeah. they you know, we provide popcorn for everyone, right. mm-hmm. and it's uh, yeah, yeah, they really – 
drum it up, and people really like it. Well, your church, which used to be my church, uh, always did it in the summer, and I think you guys last year did it in December as well. So That's we kind right. of flip flopped. Uh, but but you, what you you guys really do a nice job because you've got you've budgeted the resources, but you've you've actually made the made the uh, the lobby look like a a movie theater. Yes, you've got you know posters from movies. Uh, those cardboard standouts, yeah, that you see in movie theaters. Yeah, uh, you guys have done, uh, you know, the popcorn thing. You've you've set up a little concession stand. Yes, uh, in the past, uh, you guys have really done an awesome job. We don't have the budget at my church for that. We've done a little bit of it, but not like you guys have. So, yeah, it, it's it's a fun, you know, thing, and it helps not only reach new people, but it kind of keeps some people that might be tempted to stay at home. Eh, okay, right. I'm going to show up. So our first point was is plan. So this is just right. one of the ways you plan for something in the summer. Yeah, plan something out. I mean, put some thought into it. And what I mean by that is really brainstorm a little bit. And you might say, well, it's summer already, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. You can still sit down and plan out the rest of the summer, you know, plan out maybe two or three weekends. All right, let's move on. So coordinate. So coordinate's a second point here when we talk about growing your church in the summer. So again, summer is a great time for staff to do their vacation with family. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's great. But with some planning, you can you can avoid those Sundays, you know, where everyone is kind of just filling in. Yeah, you know what I'm getting at? Three quarters of the A-team are gone. Yeah. Right? So if you plan this out and coordinate this thing correctly, if the lead person, the lead pastor, the lead teacher, whatever you call the person, you know, if they're off, uh, you know, you probably don't want to make sure you, you want to make sure if the lead guy is off or lead gal is off, you, you want to make sure that your next person who's like your, maybe your music director, your, your worship leader, you want to make sure they are there. Yeah. So this ties into the planning to a certain, but it's just coordinating, it's coordinating things off family. So yeah, yeah. Schedules and that sort of thing. I think what you just said at the, at the beginning of this point is you don't want, you don't want, really don't want to have just a B team. The entire B team. Right. I don't know if we should, so should say that, but that's yeah. the truth. You know, I mean. I know that um, <laughs> I used to attend Chuck Swindoll's church in California. And it was always jam-packed. But if word got out that Chuck was not going to be speaking <laughs> on Sunday, the attendance dropped dramatically. And that's so... That can be true yes. for many churches. Yes. And and we don't, one of the things, my senior pastor uh, has another job. Like all of us in our church, we're only about 100 people with the church, but we all have other jobs. I mean, my job is JSL Solutions, but I work part-time for the church. He has another job. Our senior pastor has another job where he travels a lot. Yeah, I heard a... Yeah, priority management is... The, was it, I heard a staff from you, is it, it was 85% of pastors are bivocational? Uh, Did that come from you? I don't think it's 85%. Did it come from me? I don't know. Maybe it did. I, I was, it was either 80 or 85% well, pa- of all pastors you are go, bivocational. I thought, that sounds really high, but... Well, I, I don't know. We'd have to verify that stat, but you know, I mean, this average has been floating around for a long time. The average church in the United States in America is about 70 or 80 people. Right. So if, I guess if you're taking that stat with all those little churches, yeah. there's going to be a lot of pastors that are bivocational. So what I'm getting at is uh, we don't we generally don't advertise when our senior guy is gone because there's right. probably going to be a little bit of a drop off. Right. 
and uh, usually I'm the guy that's speaking when he's not there. So, you know, you could verify that point. Yeah, there's a huge drop-off uh, when Phil Thompson speaks. But, uh, <laughs> but anyhow, what I'm getting at is I think you're right. Coordinating is important, and so you want to kind of make sure – uh, you spread out the vacations and you kind of make sure that, you know, not everybody's gone at the same time, if possible, so that, you know, you've got some lead people there that are good at what they do. And, you know, it's a trust issue, too. So, all right, let's move so on. So number three in our list of six practical steps is support. So you can grow your church and use this opportunity in the summer to support. So give some extra help to those who are maybe uh, – teaching the kids, teaching classes, leading music, leading worship, uh, especially those who don't do it every week. So you can spend a little bit of time equipping them, encouraging them, uh, maybe giving them some resources, helping them prepare, helping them lead. Uh, you know, everybody, you want to have a good, a good, a really good weekend experience. And, and so if, you know, during this time, you can take a little bit of time to train some people and get them kind of moving in the right direction. Yes. And then it will pay off. It will pay dividends down the road a ways. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So that's number three on our list. We're moving right along here. Hit the number four. Got to be local. So be local. So every city is different. Uh, and, and, and when it comes to summertime, that's the same way. I mean, we were just talking about this. You know, we have snowbirds here in Tucson, Arizona, during the fall season and the spring season, but they generally leave at the end of May or sooner and they're gone until October. Yes. (laughs) All right. So there are some changes, but in, in, in the, in who, you know, what, depending on where you're listening from, you know, your city's going to be different. Right. You know, if you live up in Flagstaff, Arizona, you may get some visitors now that you normally wouldn't get here in June and July. Uh, and, and so you've got college students that come and go. That's true. You've got year-round schools. You've got, uh, you know, and so, so some churches, This it's going to affect people differently. So I would say take advantage of your summer and, and, and you know, play it to your advantage. Okay, so it's summer. Uh, what can you do if you, if you do expect a drop-off in your city? What can you do to take advantage of, you know, whatever Tucson, Arizona has to offer in the summer? Right. Not sure what we have to offer in the summer. <laughs> well, we could have a slip and slide service. There or, you go. Uh, <laughs> well, or, yes. Yeah, and I think that kind of that you could do some summer events, a Fourth of July party. Right. My church is going to coordinate a Fourth of July party with with a band, special food. It's going to be a big event. Your your church calls. You guys do stuff like that at your church, and you guys. When I was working there, it used to be called the big event. I think yes. is that what they call yes. it. It the still big happens. Event. Yes. So you know we're having our own little big event. It's not as big, but it's it's still an event that that like we whoop it up. You know, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to give away some stuff. We're going to have music. We're going to have whatever. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the things that we do here, and I, it's I maybe more prominent than other cities. It's more prominent than I remember. But the Fourth of July and fireworks shows and that sort of thing, yeah. uh, will you know you can organize events around right. uh, just watching the uh, yeah. fireworks events that are you don't have to sponsor your own, but if your church is close right. to one, yeah. you can take advantage of it. That's right. You can leech off somebody else's. Absolutely. Yes. So so just you know whatever your city or whatever your town or your community does. I mean, back in the Midwest, where when I was pastoring in Kansas, we had a lot of parades. Uh, 
for Memorial Day Parade, 4th of July Parade. So you can kind of fit that in and make that work, make that an event or something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if if you have these little these little towns have these parades and a lot of people show up for them, it's fun. I mean, your the sidewalks are lined up in you know Chapman, Kansas, and and uh, you your church can maybe be a float <laughs> in the parade. I and mean, we we've done that before, yeah. you know. And so it's just those little things can stimulate and bring some excitement. And, uh, you know, it, it also attracts some new people. Right. You know? So look so. at your, um, what do they call it? Your your tourism bureau's mm-hmm. calendar for the summer and yeah. see what you might be able to leverage off of. I think so. I, I think it's definitely something to consider. All right. Moving along, because we, we both have to skedaddle pretty soon. Kind of moving towards what the last point was, make it special. Yes, point so number this, five. So this is point number five, make it special. So the point of this thing is to do some things to give people a reason to come. Yes. Kind of fits in a little bit with what we just talked about, but do some kind of a special Sunday, you know, promote maybe kids. Maybe if you can secure uh, a guest speaker that is fairly well known or people may know of him or, or, or do her, his- perhaps do uh, special baptisms uh, yeah, or, as I mentioned earlier, do a special series that's always a big hit. Yeah, something in the summer that, that might attract people. I mean, you know, uh, a, a series on marriage or a series on sex, you know, something like that that tends to perk some ears up to some people. Uh, whatever it might be, make it special. That's the idea. So, again, this takes a little bit of planning, takes a little bit of coordinating, takes some thought. But if you do it, uh, you can see some results And it can actually, you can draw some people in. All right. And our last point. Our last point is the point number six, invest. So you want to invest. So uh, use a slightly less crowded calendar to pour into your people, your leaders, your volunteers. You know, these are people that, uh, you know, are kind of the backbone of your church, uh, even your staff, you know. Uh, now, I know it's summer and I know it's vacations, but you could still do some things uh, if you coordinate it to equip them, to help motivate them, especially volunteers, and maybe celebrate. Uh, you and I were just kind of talking about this during lunch. You know, it's easy sometimes to, oh, take advantage of volunteers if you're not or, careful. Or take them for granted, yes. Take them for granted and, and, and because, you know, they're, they're, they're coming, especially maybe people that are retired or semi-retired. And it's easy to say, you know, well, let's let's see if, if Joe Smoke can do this. You know, he's coming in anyhow to change the filters. Maybe he will, you know, yeah. uh, change this out and fix this, you know. So mm. take some time to celebrate maybe your volunteers in the summer. Make a big summer event. Uh, maybe make it in the evening or something. I don't know. but uh, Or during your Sunday morning presentation, you could do something like that. Uh, and, and just kind of make it where, you know, it's, it's, you're investing. So when you do this, not only are you kind of making things a little special, making the service a little different, but you're also recognizing people and you're investing in those people, uh, because everybody needs appreciation. Everybody needs encouragement. I don't know anybody yet that has told me, stop encouraging me. I don't (laughs) need encouragement. Everybody wants encouragement and you can invest in people by, you know, helping them in whatever area that they're, uh, that they're involved in, in your church. So, uh, my point is, <laughs> I really think you don't, summer does not have to be a huge drop off. I think you can put some energy, 
Uh, and, and this isn't part of the points, but you know what? You could, if you've got some talented people on your staff or somebody coming up the ranks, uh, you know, maybe you can say, hey, look, we're, 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 I want you to be in charge of summer. Come up with some creative ideas to do in the summer. And I realize it's this podcast, it's June. What is this? June 7th? What is today? But it's, it's you know, it's all, the summer is already hitting us. But you could still take this opportunity to release some new leadership or some fresh ideas mm-hmm. and delegate some things to see people. Say, hey, what can we do this summer or maybe next summer? That could could maybe make this church a little little more special for somebody, a little more fresh for new people or the regular people that are coming. You know, so it, it doesn't have to be a wasted season. Yes, that's the idea. All right. All right. So these are our six tips for growing your church in the summer. Yeah, and there's even some other things on our blog, newmediaministries.tv, that we put on last week. We didn't do the podcast. We we put an article on last week, uh, again, dealing with summer. So uh, if you have some ideas for us or disagree with some of this or maybe can add to this, we would love to hear from you. How do they get a hold of us, Steve? It's support at streamingchurch.tv is probably one of the best ways. Or yeah. you go to streamingchurch.tv, has all our contact info there. Yeah, you could certainly uh, do that. That's one of our companies. We do streaming video. We also do mobile apps, churchapplive.com. Mobile apps are a great uh, tool for your church. Uh, lots of different things the mobile app can do. And we even have church management tools available Yes, through myflock.com. And last but not least, it's greeter.church. Yes, exactly. What is that? Greeter.church is uh, an online, real live greeter for your church website. Yeah. So if you want more information on how that works, just type it in, in your browser, greeter.church. That is correct. And it'll take you to the website. You can learn more about it. All right. So I guess we're done here, right? We are done. All right. Well, uh, thank you, folks, for spending a little bit of time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. His name is Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. We will catch you next time on another edition of Church. What is it? Church Solutions Podcast. Church Solutions Podcast. I get too mixed up. Take care, folks. Have a nice day.